ICA Gear has outfitted over 10,000 bow hunters across the country, and we're continuing to raise the bar when it comes to bow hunting camo. New for the 23 season, we introduce our never-before-seen panel fabric system designed to be dead quiet along with our patent-pending bow hunting collar, Osseo Gear. Features and function built for bow hunters by bow hunters. Learn more at asiogear.com. Welcome to the Bear Bow Hunter Podcast with your host, Nate Bailey and Jerry Goins, where we celebrate the ancient paths of our bear bow ancestors, where hard work and woodsmanship outweigh advanced shooting devices, where we value those who've gone before us and welcome those yet to come. Join us as we share valuable insight about the bear bow hunter's lifestyle. Hey guys, before we jump into this next podcast with Trent Fisher from Born and Raised Outdoors, I just thought I would explain a little bit to you because he's a compound guy and this is Barebow Hunter podcast, but one of the things that I wanted to uh, point out is that Trent Fisher shoots most of his bulls at 20 and under. So he has this method of calling and a method of getting in on animals that is going to be really beneficial. And all the all the born and raised guys, it's going to be really beneficial to the way that we hunt. So that's why I'm bringing these guys on. I, I want to be able to uh, help us become successful here in the West during elk season with our trad bows. And so they got a lot of gems to share with us. So without further ado, let's listen to the next podcast with Trent Fisher. Welcome to another edition of Barebow Hunters Podcast, and today we have with us Trent Fisher from Born and Raised, my good buddy Trent Fisher. How you doing, Trent? Good, man. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. We uh, haven't been able to get our yearly hunt or fish or whatever in this year. Oh, man. I know it. I know it. When it works for me, it doesn't work for you or vice versa. It's just the way it goes, but... Uh, but yeah, I'm glad we could jump on here before season, which is yeah. a week out. So yeah. it's just seems like this year just seems like it just flew flew by. Yeah, but, yeah. I sure appreciate you coming on here. I know how busy absolutely. you are, and I know I know. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, spending that time. So yeah, no, this is great. I really appreciate the opportunity, man. But uh, yeah, and it's been a crazy year, huh? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of things, a lot of new things this year that we're doing and and trying to. Just, just open up new doors and and uh, trying to kind of take the company in certain ways and, and try to help people out and and just uh, yeah man educate entertain and inspire as many people as we can and it's just been uh, a huge blessing it's been a lot of fun a lot of fun yeah I saw you guys got a new warehouse down now is that is that on the coast then yeah so that's in uh, that's in North Bend right yeah, on so our, yeah so our old one was in Coos Bay which they're kind of neighboring cities anyway right so. right. Uh, yeah, came up with a little more room, and actually, it wasn't that much more money at all. And because we'd kind of outgrown our little seven hundred square foot uh, little little warehouse there, so now we have a spot that we can actually shoot like twenty, almost thirty-two yards, I think, in indoors. So yeah, it's it's a it's a little bit longer of a drive to get there from my house, and especially for Cody. But um, but we're for our warehouse manager, Robin. It's perfect, yeah. and uh, it's just yeah. So far, it's been a really really good. Fit. It. and it's been nice buddy because i can take like everything that's inundated my barn <laughs> <laughs> oh like uh goose decoys and uh, <laughs> oh 
my goodness. And our booth, like our booth for Portland, all the sports shows, you know, right. that we built. Yeah, right. it's always been at my barn here. And so I can actually free up that space and put it at that warehouse. So it's been, oh, man, you have no idea. It's, it feels like Disneyland out my backyard again. I can actually breathe. <laughs> so do you have a place to, to boil some crabs over there and, you know, eat some yeah. <laughs> barbecue and things like that, too? It's yeah, a little bit there. If we wanted to do, if we ever get into doing some kind of uh, putting on some some kind of an event or something, it would be a great place for it. Right. On. And uh, and that might happen actually at some point down the road. I'm not sure, but uh, but yeah, really really cool space. It's like it's just over five thousand square feet, so it's a pretty good sized space. Cool, cool. Yeah. So yeah. some of my listeners might not know quite who you are. Most probably everybody does. But um, I was going to kind of get you on here because of the way that you call bulls and the way that you guys have, have called bulls over the years, you have um, most of your the bulls that you've shot have probably been, what, within 30 yards, you think? I would say uh, a very, man, just trying to think back right now. Yeah, I would say a high percentage of them. A lot of it, too, is because it's Roosevelt stuff, a lot of stuff, but... But no, we, I mean, the longest shot that I've ever, ever taken on an elk uh, out of anything that I've killed is uh, is 52 yards. And that was the first shot. I did shoot 52 yards. and But uh, but short of that, I think my second longest is maybe right in that 33 yards, somewhere in there. Yeah, not very far. Yeah, so in my opinion, elk, if you're, if you're going to take up a trad bow, in my opinion, elk are probably the best thing to take it up on. <laughs> just because because you of the get calling close. you mean yeah. because of the calling and yeah. the, the ability to get close you yeah mean. yeah 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 i would agree yeah. yeah but but at the same time i think it does add you know a little bit of added uh stuff that you got to deal with but yeah uh, yeah, I would agree. Another element it is another element, and and you can I think look at that a couple different ways. Another element is like, okay, man, now it's something something else I got to practice at, right? Now I got to practice calling, and I got to practice <laughs> all this. Or you could look at it as like, okay, take that to our advantage and be like, okay, this is kind of a cheat code, you know? This right. is a way we can get them uh, instead of doing the setup on their trail or stock them or whatever you want to do. We can actually call them and talk to them. Whereas like deer, you know, you can do the rattling game a little bit you can do a lot of that kind of stuff but where i would where i've been hunting deer and i think maybe for you too you're on a migratory thing they're rutting and you're pretty much at their mercy a little bit you know yeah even rattling you know we do hunt some of the winter ground where they go to but even then they don't rattle back so it's like (laughs) (laughs) all of a sudden they're there and with a trad bow well with any bow you know, the minute that they're there, it's like, okay, that's cool. I'm seeing a great big old buck in front of me, but there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I totally, totally, yeah, no kidding. At least with an elk, you kind of know they're they're coming, or you, you can kind of read them a little bit, you know? Correct, yeah. Yeah, you can you can definitely dial that in a lot more and behavioral stuff, uh, definitely, definitely. Cool. So I had Dirk on here last week. Um, do you know oh, Dirk, cool. Dirk Durham? I do, I do a little bit. <laughs> Almost too much. <laughs> it could be argued. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I, I was drilling him over like how to get close. You know, we have a lot of guys that hunt probably with singles or doubles. They're not hunting in, in the bigger groups and stuff. And um, do you have any tips on how to get close? You know, when you're bugling or, or cow calling or anything like that within, like, say you know, that 30 and under? 
Yeah, so I think what helped us, honestly, is we grew up in Roosevelt country. And what I mean by that is we grew up in thick. It's a, more of a rainforest-style uh, country. It's um, steeper mountains and not, I, I know, not steeper mountains, but just thicker uh, altogether with brush and even even your open stuff, you'll have big tall ferns. Sometimes they'll be you know clear up to your chest. The fern <laughs> the fern patches will. So I mean, it's just a little bit different terrain than anywhere else that we hunt. And I think it, it gives the the Roosevelt elk that little bit of a level of secureness. So they're not as wary. They're not their their senses. So when when you're calling elk, what you're doing is you're you're fooling a different sense. You know, so they have their eyes. And they can look at you, and you can get away with some movement sometimes. Right. Uh, the one that you can't is smell. Their yeah. sense of smell, if they smell you, it's over. It's done. And uh, that's just what it is. So once you get that, you know, you get your your, your wind right, you can and then then hearing, right? It's the, the other sense. And um, you're trying to fool that sense more than anything to then make them to believe, obviously, that you're another elk. So, But with Roosevelt's, though, a lot of times it seems like that they will come closer. And everybody asks, well, if you could if you could hunt a Roosevelt or a Rocky, which would you rather bugle? I would rather bugle a Roosevelt any day of the week, any time, any any day, because it seems like Roosevelts are so much more territorial. Right. They're so much more, and and not only that, even a small Roosevelt. Like I, I've shot a few different um, bulls that were you know four points and they were the herd bull that was right. the herd bull you know and 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 they came in uh just like they were a giant six by seven you know right. just screaming their heads <laughs> off and trying to rip up everything they could in their path you know and um it, but roosevelt's have that demeanor to them that hey i don't care if i'm small i'm still gonna come in and i'm gonna try my hardest to whip you and so Whereas Rockies, it seems totally different to me in, in my instances with Rocky Mountain Elk. So, so yeah, so we cut our teeth on the Roosevelt side of things. And, um, and so we were, you know, with, uh, with a combination of aggressive, a super aggressive elk with, with nice, really tight terrain as far as uh, maybe a little bit brushier. Maybe there's a lot of times that our longest shot is maybe, you know, is maybe 20 yards. Yeah. So, you know, they have to break that barrier in order to, in order to be in, in a shooting lane that you have. That being said, we've had a ton of them that, you know, you're eight yards from them and you can see their feet. <laughs> or something like that, but you can't even see the you can't see the animal. So you need to really pick where you where you take that standoff from, where you want to take that shot from. You need to really think about that, uh, you know, as you're calling to them and as you're getting closer, and and the dance is getting a little bit heavier. But uh, but yeah, no, that's I think that's a lot of the reason is just the Roosevelt country. We have got them close uh, just to cut our teeth on, and and we try to roll that over into the into the Rocky Mountain elk as well. And a lot of that, you know, can be on a good setup, you know, okay, a lot of times, yeah, you might have a 50 yard lane. Well, let's, let's bump that up. Let's get, let's get in there another 20, 25 yards, you know, to make this, uh, if he comes to this point, you know what, I'll have a way closer shot. Right. And right. a lot of times you can do that and get away with that too, as well with the Rocky mountain elk as well. Just, it's just a different animal. Yeah. Um, they're still elk. We do the same exact thing. We don't do anything different calling wise, nothing right. between the two. So, right. Right. Would you say that the Rockies might be a little bit more visual than the, than the Roosevelt's? 
hundred percent. Yeah, they want to see something when yeah. they come in. They want to see something. They are always on the look. Whereas uh, Roosevelt almost rolls his eyes in the back of his head and just is like, "Yeah, I'm coming. Doesn't matter what." Uh, yeah, they want to have that other sense, the sense of sight, and that's why sometimes the decoy really helps, which we don't use hardly at all, which we should. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah you, you know, it's just sometimes they have to be fooled in order to in order to cover that last that last 50 you know 40 50 yards yeah yeah where we hunt the rockies um we hunt them in eastern oregon and i don't know if they're different you know say in idaho or or wyoming or whatever but it seems like there's always more than one bull around and then the the roosevelt's for some reason it seems like there's might be like a a small bull and a big bull and i mean you know four point would be a big bull and a small bull being a spike so yeah i would agree i would definitely agree so it seems like you know the rocky mountain elk are like ah another bull over there bugling big deal whereas the roosevelt's are like what in the world you're getting out of here now Yes, yes, totally. And, and I think that's I think that's normal and that's what I've seen as well as far as like the, the Rocky Mountains, they'll bugle back and forth to each other just to tell each other where each other's at. They know the bugle and they know who's that who that belongs to. And so they'll and even if it's across the canyon, you know, they'll spout off and then the other guy'll spout off and he'll be like, Okay, yeah, he's over there, you know. But Roosevelt's they just they're just they're not that numerous, I don't think. So, yeah. yeah, and so it's just, and the ground's so much tighter that uh, that's why we say bugle every fifty yards because you could be just over the hill in a pocket, and it's so dense that your bugle's only carrying, you know, two hundred yards max, max, yeah. you know. So, so that's why we say bugle way more often in the thicker country, just so it does, you know, get that carried just a little bit further. So. Definitely, yeah. I would totally agree with you. Yeah, you know, and I, I went through a spell there when I was hunting with some guys that really were like, oh, bugling is over. You know, these elk have learned that, that their bugling doesn't work, and and uh, it really messed me up for like, you know, six, seven years. Really? <laughs> I didn't see near the elk that I was used to seeing. And right. That, and, you know, and it, a lot of it was because I started hunting on that western side of things, and, and uh, the reality was is they just don't hear as many because uh, they're – farther apart and there's a lot of vegetation to soak up those bugles correct yeah yeah they're a little few and far between you know that we hey i've been one year we went uh seven days of the season seven whole days straight <laughs> without hearing a bugle yeah <laughs> it was pretty rough pretty rough i think i think I, that's on one of your dvds wasn't it yeah, yeah yeah finally that seventh day we ended up killing the first bull that we heard but it was it was just like you. There's times in Roosevelt hunting you feel like there is not. They don't exist. Right. Know, there are those right. times where it's Rocky Mountain hunting. You may hear them all day long, and you may never see one. You right. know what I mean? So, yeah. But you're you're hearing them. You still know that they're around. So it's just a different. It, it, but they're still elk. They're all you know. They're still elk. And, yeah. It's yeah. just a different different style. Yeah. Yeah. So um, are so most of your guys shot. So a lot of your shots. I'm not gonna say most, but a lot of your shots are a frontal shot when they come in because of that whole idea of how you're setting up, right? Um, yeah, yeah. That's been a whole different thing. That's been a whole. Uh, we kind of. I'm not gonna say pioneered, but the frontal shot is a, a shot that honestly you never heard of it really. I don't think about four years ago or five years right. ago. And um, I was super reluctant about taking it. And I think about back to a lot of the uh, situations that I've had that I could have shot that shot oh. and didn't. You know, yeah, I me didn't too. Because, oh, man. <laughs> We've grown up watching yeah. – 
uh, Will Primos, you know, right. all the Truth right. series and stuff like that, and and you know, bless their heart, but they they, I mean, they are waiting for a perfect broadside shot that's you know within that thirty yards, which is, I mean, which is awesome. I think right, that's a right. great great style sure. of hunting to take on and everything. Sure. And so we never really even even mess around with that. You, you don't ever want to mess around with wounding and possibly wounding an oh, animal. You of know? course, not, yeah, that's not right. what I'm saying. But you know, we've never really entertained the idea of okay, the different. You know, uh, you, you get into you get into so many different things, the anatomy of the elk and what, right. you know, what is, what is actually doable. And, uh, anyway, and I, I shot a bull, I can't remember what it was, but when it was, but, um, anyway, it was, it was just, I mean, it went stem to stern right through the bull and he ran, I mean, maybe 20, maybe 20 yards, just fell over dead. There was more blood that I've ever seen. And yeah. it kind of got our minds thinking, wow, uh, that's a that's a great shot to take, especially in our terrain where they're coming in pretty much you know head on, and you don't always have that broadside opportunity. Um, that being said, um, I, I don't ever get cocky with it. If yeah, that makes any right. sense. Yeah, I, I I will only shoot that shot like twenty five yards and less. I mean, yeah. you you still need to hit a. Uh, uh, you know, like a small basketball, you know, right. a kid's basketball, right. those, I mean, it's still a good area, obviously, as far as that goes, as far as size wise, but yeah, you know, you, it, it's just don't, just don't overdo it. And I, I hear people, you know, 50 yards trying to take frontals and stuff. And there's so many things that can happen at 50 yards right. that uh, I just, I don't feel comfortable with yeah. it personally, but you know, teach is own. Yeah. I, I you yeah. know, wouldn't say that to anybody else, but but yeah, twenty-five yards and in, and uh, man, it is super, super lethal. Very yeah. lethal. Yeah, if you can't hit a basketball at twenty-five yards, you probably shouldn't be hunting elk. Correct. <laughs> you Longbow, know. Uh, you know, yeah. trad bow or yeah. or or compound. Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 sometimes, I mean, things happen. We're not talking about that. You know, when no. when something happens, like the elk takes a step the wrong direction, and that always that stuff always happens, but. Um, to, to consistently be able to hit a basketball at 25 yards is, is not really that hard, even for trad guys um, that yeah. are out there doing yeah. it. It's not really that hard. So. No, and, and two, what I love about that frontal shot is is the room for error is not huge, but the room for so, – so a broadside shot, let's say I take a broadside shot and he's facing to the left and I shoot way right and I got shoot this elk. Yeah. Right through the yeah. guts, you know. And yeah. it's like that 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 elk's probably going to die. Yeah. You're probably not going to find it. Yeah. And it is probably going to die two and, months down the road of infection. Yeah. Um, that's just – that's A just, hard death, yeah. That is a tough death. Yeah. A frontal shot, if I shoot a foot to the right or something of that nature, I'm going to maybe skim the elk, maybe yeah. – Skim his front shoulder. He is yeah. not going to die from that. If I shoot yeah. low and I hit brisket down low, I'm not going to get any penetration. That elk's not going to die. So yeah. it's one of those shots that's pretty cool because it's either it's either a done deal or 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 there's you know a high high possibility that the elk is not going to suffer a death from it. So yeah, I, I, I like those. You know, I, I kind of like those odds, but you yeah. still always want to take the most tactical shot you can. Yeah. So. Um, I've seen uh, now I've seen you talk about where to shoot that frontal at um, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's part of the problem too is a lot of guys don't know where to shoot it so they're shooting it way too low I think they're hitting brisket a lot of times correct yeah yeah, yeah. it's higher it's a lot higher than people think it, right. it's, it really is you gotta the anatomy of an elk and this is what I tell everybody is like when you're taking a shot do don't ever ever look where that shot is going to hit 
look where that shot is going to exit from the area that you're standing. And what I mean by that is draw that line. Draw a line through that. And I'm, I'm just talking about, let's say, broadside shot. Let's say a quartering on shot. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, you can take a quartering on shot as long as it's not too steep, obviously, so you get both lungs. But just think about where that arrow is going to exit. Just right. always think about that, and um, especially with the frontal shot. So you yeah. just like turn an elk broadside and draw a line right down the center of the elk, uh, you know, as he's standing there broadside. And you take that line and come to the front of the chest on the elk, and you see where that line starts. It's way higher than you think it yeah. would be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, and and that's just it. Is like a, a lot of times, I think people, like you say, they're going to shoot low and they're going to hit that brisket, and they're not going to get any penetration, or it's going to, you know, deflect off the bottom of their brisket or something of that nature. You may yeah. get good blood for, uh, you know, fifty, two hundred yards, maybe pretty decent blood. And, but if you don't get in that that thorac the, the thoracic opening, if you don't gotcha. get in that inside that cavity, you are not going to kill that. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the way it goes. Which so. which is better than if if you did you know if something did happen then sure hundred percent yeah hundred percent yeah cool. yeah but I think I think that does you know that then the horror story starts there you know yeah. what I mean so. right absolutely right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I want to point out here guys um, if you guys don't know who Trent is and you haven't seen what he's done um, how many bulls have you got Trent I don't I don't you know, don't know man. do you I don't know I know no. it's I know it's a ton. It's a ton. It's a few. Yeah. yeah I've, so, been, I've been very blessed, man. I've been super fortunate. We're so. talking to a guy that's done a lot and seen a lot of different shots on, and not just your bulls, but the bulls that you've been around. So, I mean, yeah. you guys, because um, I, I know there's probably some going, oh my gosh, a frontal shot. Um, but yeah, seriously, yeah. it, and, and the proof's in the pudding. If you guys want to see it, go over to the YouTube channel and check it out. I mean, the proof yeah. is in the pudding. Yeah, we've done, we've done quite a bit of it. So, it, it just, yeah, it, it's, um, uh, you never can, you know, say for sure on anything as well, far as you know. But at the same time, yeah, we've we've uh, we've experimented a lot of different things. So. Yeah, yeah, and and that's another thing too is you'll you'll find out with these guys that the whole born and raised crew. When you guys get an elk down, even you st you even start looking at the elk and understanding different ways that that elk is the anatomy of it. And you've had a lot of elk down. Yeah. So yeah, you guys are very yeah. observant, is what I'm trying to say. You observe the things that and and look forward. So sure, sure, and it's still. I mean, like I was saying before, it still took us a long time to actually execute that yeah. frontal shot. Uh, you know, it took us a long time to 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 just you know feel confident enough to take it. And, right. Um, right. So yeah, it's it's been a journey as far as that goes, and that that's what's so cool about Bowen. Yeah, and if you guys need to see Trent in action, that one video, what I can't remember what you guys call it on your YouTube channel. I think it's uh, Trent shoots frontal at elk at five yards or something like that. That one oh. that's up above the hill. Oh, mid bugle. That's the mid bugle. One. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in Colorado. That was a uh, that was a neat hunt, and uh, that bull was straight up the hill. It was way steeper than it looked on camera, which it tends to be a lot of times. Yeah, here. right. The camera doesn't really tell how steep the terrain is, but uh, that bull was uh, that was a twenty six yard. That was the longest one I've ever taken a twenty six yard shot, and uh, that bull went. 15 yards i think <laughs> and, and fell over yeah. yeah it was it was pretty amazing yeah, yeah. that was a that was amazing huh? yeah yeah uh, that whole colorado series is one of my favorite series still yeah. yeah yeah that was a roller coaster man yeah yeah it was pretty good pretty good stuff yeah so um one of the things i want to i want to ask you trent because i don't think anybody's ever asked you before 
is uh, your first bull. Who were you with? How did it go down? Did you do it rifle hunting or did, were you bow hunting or, uh, you know, oh, man. do you, you remember? Ask a guy that doesn't remember anything. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 this is great. Um, yeah. So my first bull, honestly, I had, I'd rifle hunted before my, my, my dad taught us how to hunt is what, right, how we right. got into hunting. My dad, and my grandpa, and always went with them, you know, when we were younger and then dad started us out rifle hunting. And he, you know, because he was under the under the opinion, and, and as am I with with my son Wyatt, is he wanted us to be successful. Right? It's very yeah. tough, like being successful uh, right. Right, right off the bat. And there's a lot of good youth hunts out there right now yep. that uh, that that the state offers. And so uh, the rifle hunting. I mean, when you start getting game on the ground and you start shooting a deer or a kid's yeah. first whatever, you know. That's just that's just part of it, you know. Yeah. Being Feeding successful, this... what I'm, correct. What I'm talking about yeah. is teaching them how to gut it out. Yeah. You know, just just that, just going up to the animal and observing how awesome it is to, add, you know, to that animal gave its life. Yeah. And just going through that process with a kid is yeah. is fairly heavy, and it's yeah. a it's a heavy yeah. deal. And and to get out there, you know, when you're 12 with a bow and arrow yeah. and call in a bull or, or get an elk is a huge feat, man. Yeah. It is a huge it's hard feat. with a rifle so, at 12, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really, really is. Ask Gage. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, 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 I was taught rifle hunting at a, at a young age, but we still shot our bows all the time. Yeah. My dad, uh, my dad it, it's pretty cool, his story. He kind of pioneered. You should have him on the podcast, actually. Sometime. I would love to. That. I actually need that. to come over and just sit down with him. Yeah, he'd do something just like this. Yeah. He'd love it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he um, he kind of pioneered the uh, archery uh, archery hunting as far as um, not in the hunting realm, but uh, archery shoots. Right, they used right. To, they used to cut out big things of cardboard and, and glue them all <laughs> together and make a whole course out of it. and It was amazing. So, I mean, yeah, so we were always, always deep into that growing up. And uh, so I was always archery hunting and then really took it on around that 16, 17-year-old uh, when I kind of, you know, had my freedom. I could drive right. so I could go places. And, um, uh, yeah, my first bull I shot in the Elliott State Forest. Actually. Oh, right on. Yeah, I was uh, I was with a buddy of mine. I was cutting trees uh, in the in the afternoons and stuff <laughs> outside of school at the right, time, and right. and uh, trying to make money. And and anyway, and, and uh, my buddy called the bull in for me. His name's Rusty Osmond, actually, and he uh, he's a trad hunter, big time. Uh, he's really? accomplished a lot. Yeah, accomplished a lot with a trad bow. Huh. And uh, anyway, he called the bull in for me, and I think it was thirty five yards or something. It was a five point. Course. No way. That's yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. And uh, anyway, and, and I and I put a good shot. I put a good shot on it, and it ran clear to the bottom of this unit, and, <laughs> and uh, died. And then it was a horrible rainstorm. Horrible, horrible yes. thunder, lightning. Yeah, it was one of those deals. <laughs> uh, but then I was there half the night trying to get him out. But uh, but it was it was a great yeah it was a great hunt and. Um, that was the first one. That's what sparked me kind of, you know, along the journey of, of the archery deal. And it's just when you're hunting them that time of year, uh, the whole, the sounds and the, just the, the magnitude of how big the animal is. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. It, it just yeah. really is. It's totally different than deer hunting. Don't yeah. get me wrong. 
it's just a different, it's a whole different deal. And uh, man, I just fell in love with it a long time ago. And then, and then, yeah, it's kind of led me to where I am. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah. No, nobody's nobody's. Yeah, nobody's really asked me that. Before, yeah, so well, that was cool. You know that that like Gage and I are talking about this year. We're go, we're going to a place that my family's hunted for years, and that's where I shot my first elk. And Gage hasn't got an elk yet, and so um, we're able to take his uncle, and that's the first time he's able to take his uncle. So I'm I'm just I I don't even care. I, I want to see those two just, you know, get after it and get an elk and or whatever. Um, just being able to hunt with the family and, and those memories, you know, you were, yeah. ta- you were talking about Wyatt and you're talking about, you know, wanting success for him right up front. And part of that is too, is not just success right there and then and getting the animal and things like that. But it's also when you get back and your sister's eating the same elk that you brought to the table and your mom, you know, there's something special in that. That's a big There's deal. There's a huge sense of pride. Oh, huge boy. sense of pride. Yeah. No, it, 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 you totally, yeah, you are totally correct on that. It's not just the harvest. It's not, uh, you know, the practice and everything paying off. It, it pays off for a whole year. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, and it, it is. It's one of those things where I think that's where um, young people turn into adults is that's how they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a rite of passage a little bit. Yeah, if you want to call if you if you want to call it that, I guess. Yeah. But I, I would totally agree. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's amazing. So you're gonna have a blast, man, this season. It's oh awesome. yeah, yeah. We're already. I'm already. Well, so Kevin, which is my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. he uh, he he moved back to Oregon so he could kind of be around the family. Um, he, he you know he moved out of Oregon after the Navy and he was over in Indianapolis and and killed some huge whitetails he's killed some monster whitetails but uh he's never been really elk hunting before so this is gonna be <laughs> i can't wait until he hears his first bugle <laughs> that's gonna be that's a, gonna be so awesome oh man you know you've been there i've i've watched you watch the guys and you're like yeah i'm sharing this with these guys yeah, yeah. no this I, i'm gonna be doing the same thing here this year we uh we hired two new cameramen this year and they're both from believe it or not they're both from new jersey <laughs> and yeah yeah, it's nuts and uh neither one of them have heard an elk bugle uh yeah neither (laughs) one of them well it was crazy we flew uh tyler out here for a working interview this steelhead season this last winter and um anyway there was some elk on you know how you see them the rows of elks in the fields at times you know well that was the first elk that he'd seen Oh, dude. He's 20, uh, what is he, 24 years old. That's and awesome. For, for us to think about that, it's weird. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, what? You know, so <laughs> he asked me the other day in the office, he says, he goes, Trent, he goes, can I talk to you for a second? I said, yeah, sure. He goes, do you think I'm going to get riled up when I hear my first bell? <laughs> <laughs> I said, if you don't, you're fired. Yeah, exactly. I still get riled up when I hear them, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be a really memorable, that's uh, going to be part of uh, my enjoyment. I guarantee this year is just being able to experience that with, with them, you oh, know, cause it yeah. kind of, you know, you relive your, your first moments. Oh again, yeah. So. It's going to be so fun. Oh, man. And you guys are going to put it all down on film this year, aren't you? Well, you do every year, but yeah. We do, yeah. So we're going to go back to kind of the the, uh, the format of we're just going to – so we did Land of the Free 1.0, right. and right. we did that, and then we did 2.0. Right. And uh, we kind of uh, shied away from the whole Land of the Free. We didn't want to do – 
you know what I mean? Because that land of the free, it kind of took on its own, its own aura, its own life, actually. Right. And there was like people that were just, you know, hey, you're the land of the free guys. Like, <laughs> what? What? Are you, what? No, we're we're born and raised. Yeah. So it right. was it was like a it was a different thing and and kind of a little bit unrecognizable. But this year we're just you know we're going back to it. Good. It's, it's not going to be 4.0, 3.0. Right. It's not going to be any of that. It's, it's just, just land be of the free. Yeah, our elk seasons is land of the free. Anybody yep. can do it. Get out there. Try to, you know, maybe go try something that may be uncomfortable for you. And uh, that's kind of what we're going to just throw our – that's what are going to be our elk seasons right. for, for, from now on. It's right. just, yep, it's just another yep. land of the free project. So yeah. it's so, going to be cool. Yeah, you know, and what better year to have land of the free than 2020? <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. This, You know, I'm so – you don't know how much I'm looking forward to seeing what comes what happens this year. Um, you guys, you know, elk out of elk, uh, back into elk and just the ups and downs of everything. Um, it speaks volumes to everybody that watches it because it, it, for one, it shows people that they could actually get out there and don't be too, too upset if you don't get into elk every day, because uh, that's not reality, you know, and it's not even close to reality. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, you know, I mean the, I do like the good videos where, you know, it's cinematic and all that stuff, but that's not really real. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You don't you don't have those ten elk that are in that video probably took them twelve days to film or thirteen Correct. days to film. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's not a thirty minute thing, so it is a good thing to see that coming back. I, I really appreciate you guys doing the Land of the Free series. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited about it. You'll get to see. You know. Me every morning, my ugly mug just getting up, going, "Okay, here we go again. Here we go again." Well, <laughs> I, I know you guys probably have some. Well, we could kind of move into that, I guess. I, I know you guys have some um, some things that you probably aren't going to divulge. But um, is there some stuff that you are going to divulge, like uh, where you're going or what plans you have as far as are you guys going to start in Oregon or those kind yeah, of things? Yeah, no, I'm an I'm an open book. I I. I tell everybody where I'm going. If I see you there, I see you there. Um, <laughs> no, we're going to start out here in Oregon. It just tr- Cody's taken off. He's got to uh, start a hunt the very first day of September. So he's got some. Uh, he's got to head to Wyoming with the THP guys, with the hunting hunting public. So oh, okay, yeah. So he'll start off in Wyoming. They uh, they drew a really good tag in Wyoming. So he'll start off over there, and uh, I'll stay here for about four days. Three, four days or so, so I'll be here through the opening weekend with Trevor and Steve. Oh yeah, that'd and, be good. Yeah, and I'll yeah. do the Roosevelt thing for the opening weekend, and then I'll take off, and I'll I'll head to Colorado. I got to be in Colorado like the second or third, so I'll be headed there to meet up with a uh, a couple guys from um, uh, his name's uh, Justin Rackley is his name. He's known as Lake Fork Guy on the uh, on the on the YouTube uh-huh. anyway. Great guy. Seems like a really, really good guy. Reached out and cool. um, anyway, yeah. So I said, sure, I'll come. Let's let, let let's help you out. See if we can't get his first bull. He's never ever killed an elk before. So. Oh, right on. There you yeah. go. See bull, cow. We don't care. <laughs> yep. yep. Whatever it is, if it, if we can get a shot at it, we're going to definitely. Yep. So so I'll be headed to Colorado and uh, and do that. And I'll be in Colorado about three days with him. And then uh, Hushin actually is going to come and join us in Colorado, so they'll be on the same mountain as us. So 
and then Trevor and Steve, they'll fly in as well, like the fourth or fifth or something like that. So wow. it's going to be a – yeah, Colorado's just going to be a surround and drown oh, technique. Oh, yeah. That's what it sounds like. So, yeah. so, yeah, so we'll have all those guys, uh, which will be fun to kind of bounce off of and, and get to, you know, get to see them again. I haven't seen them in quite a while. Yeah. So, so we'll do that. And um, then from there, Cody has a tag in New Mexico. So no way. He does, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's supposed to be the worst unit in New Mexico, from what we've heard. So that's awesome. Well, uh, that'll be good, though. I mean, honestly, I, I, I'd love to see what you guys do with it. That's uh, we're we're taking it as a challenge because yeah. we don't really have a choice right now. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, so we'll we'll head to New Mexico and we'll hunt New Mexico for uh, however long it takes, uh, up to ten days. So I think the season goes from the twelfth to the twenty fourth, I believe, something wow. like that. So, so yeah, we'll see what happens there, and and hopefully we can stumble on um, something there, and then then from there I'll be headed from New Mexico clear down there to uh, I'll be going up to Montana. So wow. I do have the only thing I drew this year is a general season Montana elk tag. So I will be headed up there. I don't know if I'll even hunt it. Cody also has a tag, and uh, Dirk Durham has a tag guy that you did the podcast with last week. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, so that's going to be, be a good time. It'll be a good time. <laughs> yeah. So everybody loves it somehow when me and Dirk get together. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'll, I'll head up to uh, Montana and then help them out and uh, finish that up. I'm hoping to make it home by October 5th or so, oh, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Somewhere in there. So, so yeah, big, big, it's going to be a long, long month and uh, a big season, but super, super excited about yeah. it and uh just just something a little different so we're going to kind of split up but then we'll we'll come back together last year it was really special when steve drew that arizona tag yeah. uh last year that just all of us we don't get to do it very often believe it or not is yeah. is all of the all the me and steve and trevor and cody uh hunting together you know all yeah. as a group and man we just had a ball when we did it last year so we're trying to make this uh Every every year moving forward, you're trying to make it a point to at least have one hunt that we're all together on, you know, for seven to ten days. Yeah. So, yeah, this, it's yeah. important. You know, you guys have been hunting together a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you too. It it is important. It really is important. So, yeah. so yeah, so that that's our plans for this year. And uh, obviously, things are open to change, which is normal. Sure. But uh, that that's uh, it'll be pretty much what we what we do this year. Cool cool yeah so you got to burn those oregon points one of these days so you can go hunting with us over there we i yeah. tried to i know i, I know <laughs> it was weird i ran into a guy at the store today uh i had to run down to the store and i ran into a guy that big fan of ours which was really cool to just to meet a person and and he said he applied for mount emily this year as well he had 18 points and did not didn't uh, drop yeah. so well it's good to hear well i i won't yeah, I didn't know if you applied for Emily or or Winnaha, I did, but yeah, I did. Oh, I'd be Emily all day long over Winnaha. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I've been researching as well. So, yeah. and I have no problem saying it. That's just you know, that's just I'll, I'll only get it once. So right. you know what I mean. Right. So yeah. you know, but uh, but yeah. So, but his buddy actually, he said his buddy drew it. So there there is hope for next year. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Hopefully, yeah. You do that, boy. I. I, I know about Emily. I lived up in that area, and we used to go oh, in there really? and look around. Yeah, 
going oh, okay. to look, look around a lot and uh I never I knew I'd never draw a tag in there but <laughs> I will be I will be picking your brain then hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll take about 5 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be yeah. worth it. It'll be worth it. Yeah. Cool. So, well that sounds good. That's that's awesome. I'm I'm glad to hear that you guys are uh all over again. I know you probably are like, "Yeah, I'm all over again," but uh it, we'll be sitting here patiently watching. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just hope we can find some elk in some different areas. Oh, you I, will. Mean, I, just, I just hope so. so yeah. You know, and even if we don't, I think some of our most, you know, and I won't say successful as far as views and everything, because everybody likes seeing an elk sure, and, and sure. you know archery hunting and stuff like that. But some of my most uh, memorable times, as far as getting the emails and the feedback from people, is when we're not successful. Yeah. And at first you can take that a couple ways, you know, you can be like, what the hell, man? What? That, yeah. You know, right. come on. But it, it's, it's relatable to everybody, man. How right. many times have we been out there and worked our butts off and, and covered mile after mile and not heard a bugle, you know, all day <laughs> long, or, you know, we've done it how many times, numerous right. times. So that's really cool to, for hunters to actually grasp. I think that, and yes. to, to understand it's just not every day you go out and there's just a you know giant six point bull standing in front of you you know it's just it just doesn't it's just not real so. yeah right right and that's i think that's the biggest thing that i tune i know that's the biggest thing i tune into the to the born and raised uh youtube channels is i want to see real stuff and yeah you know i i like seeing some of the other stuff too you, you see some of the other guys that are running around and you know they're paying for ranches and things like that which is kind of cool because you see some elk that uh act just like elk did in you know 200 years ago they, they, they don't worry about anything other than no. you know but uh and it's fun to watch that too but at the same time um if i'm if i'm getting ready and psyched up i don't want to give myself goofy expectations by watching that stuff yeah. before the season you know and then then four days into it you're getting really bummed out because you're like hey that's not the way that i used to watch that <laughs> yeah exactly exactly no it's a it, once you've done it enough like you have you know you realize what's real and what's not yeah getting other people into it is probably the funnest i i, I think that's probably watching somebody do something for the first time and you guys get to hear about it all the time Mm -hmm. um is is huge I, I told dirk this too and i'm going to tell you there's there's a person that's attached to our family through you know because my oldest son aaron you remember aaron he's he's a stepson and his yeah. other oh, yeah, brother yeah. his other brothers uh watch your guys content and watch your stuff uh -huh. and so they went they've always been rifle hunters but la was it last year or the year before it was either one or the other i think it was last year they were like we're going all in you know, we're, we're going to go up there. We're going to camp. We're going to do this. And we're, we're going to go bow hunting for elk and Sweet. little suckers. If they didn't go up there and, and this is cascades and they had it all figured out and they, you know, they did all the stuff and learned how to bugle, did all that and ended up calling in a bowl, like opening day. And I, I, it was like a 306 point. It was, <laughs> and they went up there. And so that's what, you know, and they listen to both you got, you know, they listen to born and raised crew. They listen to Dirk and, and it's just cool to see um, yeah. how that's being passed on. You know, we talk about digital age and this and that, but the reality is, is they probably would never even caught that bug unless, sure. unless that was out there, you know? And I think that's just the coolest thing ever. It is cool. It is cool. It's, it should never be that easy, but it is cool. I know. I know. I, I told them they were ruined. 
Oh, I know. I get emails all the time. Man, you guys, it's so easy. I did it for the first time this year. I just went out and just shot this. No, I have a picture of some giant, you know, at the bottom of the screen. I'm like, okay, what, yeah. what? Yeah, if we did. Yeah. I'm glad we helped you, but good night. Yeah, okay, you on. don't understand yet. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> us. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's all. It is it cool. Is. Like, there is, I think there's so many negatives about social media and stuff like right. that. I, I, I really do think that. But, man, can you imagine the learning curve that it's cut down for so many people that just say, okay, well, how do I do this? And all it is is at your fingertips 24-7 about the people that have done it and the people that right. have experienced this, that, and the other. And then, Which is – it is pretty neat. I mean, yeah, it does put more people out in the woods. And so, I mean, you know, we get that same feedback at times. Of people, right. Oh, man, you're putting everybody out in the woods. Well, that's good. I think that's okay. You know? Yeah, no, uh, I – it's you know, a good thing. There's a lot of woods. <laughs> there's a lot of woods, and you know what? Become a better hunter or yeah. something. You know what I mean? I've been. Yep. It's not like we haven't been screwed by two different guys oh. coming in on the same bugle. It happens all the right. time, but it's how you approach it after that. Right. It's, it, it's it's pretty cool if you see someone out there trying to do the same thing that you're doing. It's pretty admirable to me. You right. can't be upset about it. So, right. so yeah, and and without the digital, you know, era like you say, a lot of people, it's a barrier. And, yeah. and that's that's the biggest thing for us is just trying to get people to break down barriers that they think they can't do. Well, I don't have I don't have that six hundred dollar pack, so I cannot I cannot go backpacking. Well, I, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, you can. There, yep. I mean, you can or you can day hunt from the right. pickup, or you can you know you don't have to have the best of the best. And obviously, it sounds like a bunch of hooey coming from me who has the best of the best. So, but at the same time, if there's anything I can say about it, as far as you know. Man, just break down those tiny barriers yeah. that's holding you back, and sometimes it's just yourself holding yeah. your, holding you back. Yeah, and, I got extra yeah. backpacks people could borrow. You know, I yeah. mean that's yeah. Yeah. that's just the way it is. I got extra bows. You know, and and yeah. the, uh, guys that you know trying to get you know, and and we do we need to get the younger guys in. We need, or or even older guys that want to do it that haven't done it before, because uh, that's how what's going to protect these elk, and that's also what's going to protect yeah. our our tradition too. So. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, um, I'm going to transition on something completely different than elk because I asked Dirk the same question. And, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you listened to our podcast. Hopefully you didn't because this will take you totally by surprise if you didn't. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Okay. So because of um, – it wasn't Land of the Free last year. Beca because of what you and Dirk did with uh, dressing up as wrestlers, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> did you know this was coming? No, I didn't. I didn't. This is going to be great. This will be great. Okay, you guys got to watch it. If you guys haven't watched it, you guys just put out the video again doing and, – and it was actually funny. I thought it was really funny watching you watch it. But uh, <laughs> It's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's good. It's really good. Oh, but um, so what I asked Dirk, and, I, and I, I'm going to ask you the same thing, is who would win in a wrestling match, you or Dirk? <laughs> Oh, I try not to lose in anything, but there's, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say on that one. Well, if you didn't hear the podcast, I'll tell you what Dirk said. Dirk, Dirk, said? Dirk says, have you ever hugged that man? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he said he's a grizzly bear. Oh, <laughs> I don't even want to try it, he said. <laughs> 
No, he's oh, he's funny. Yeah. I, 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 there would be, let's just say, if we were on a landing and we went at it, there would be a lot of dust. That's all I know. There would be, be a lot, lot of dust. dust. None, none of you'd want to give up. That's the thing uh, that I no. can tell you would happen. <laughs> no. yep. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Uh, and, and then the other thing that Dirk made me ask him because I forgot to ask him was, and I'm going to ask you the same thing, is when are you switching to a trad bow? You know, I, I do. I, I have one. I have one. Cody actually, he uh, he, South Cox, you know, stalker stick bows. Yep, I'm yep, sure. Yep. Um, he made me a bow. Uh, this has been years ago. It's it's a oh, it's a beautiful piece of art. It's got a, a bird's eye myrtle in it and maple as well. It's just a. It's a. Oh man, you hate to even bring it out. But and and I've just, I at some point I need to start. It's a weird learning curve for me. It's very, very weird because it's like, yeah, I practice with my compound. I, I do a lot of that and everything, but a trad bow is a different story. I am, I'm good out to, I was shooting really, really well out to, this is going to sound stupid to a lot of the people listening, but uh, 15 yards. Not I was really. Shooting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I could hit, you know, I mean, about a tennis ball yeah. or so. Right. And, but when I hit, like 20, 22 yards, that tennis ball would turn into a, a giant watermelon, let alone the side of an elk. Right, so, right. <laughs> so it was just weird how it is such a, and I, and I don't know if it's me focusing. I don't, you know, I, I, I need a little bit more supervision possibly in that realm of stuff. Cody, he's lights out. He's a yeah. great, great recurve shot. He's really good. Um, it's just, man, and I never felt comfortable enough to where I'm, I'm a very ethical, like, if I don't feel like I can make a clean right. kill, I will not do it. And I just have never felt like I'm in that comfort zone for being able for being able to pull that off yet. But, man, it would be a feat for me. Uh, it would be something else. And my, my hat goes off to anybody that takes the time to do that because I know I have not been able to accomplish <laughs> right, right. Uh, being accurate, you know, being accurate with that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I – I guess I don't know. I don't know. I, I know Dirk. He's actually played around with it as well um, a little bit in the past too. And and um, I don't know. Maybe maybe one of these days we'll uh, we'll do a hunt. I think the Roosevelt side of things would be yeah. easier. I think I, I yeah. think a little bit. You know, uh, entry level kind of thing as far as that goes. Or but, turkeys. Uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, turkeys and ground blinds or something of yeah. that nature. Uh, but yeah, something and that's a that's a yeah, that's a great that's a great idea as far as that goes. But uh, but I just haven't yet. So uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I would say it's a matter of time. I don't have it on my bucket list yet. And uh, actually, I need to make a bucket list because I don't have one of those either. So <laughs> you're living it, right? <laughs> I'm living it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Ra raising a family. You know, the kids are involved. Uh, Exactly. Yep. No. Exactly. That's, that's my bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth? Well, the or truth? a moose and a moose, maybe. You can put a moose in there. That would be on there. That yeah. would be it would be somewhere on there. It would be my dad, actually. It would be it would oh, be yeah. going with my dad and him getting a moose. He's always wanted to do that. And oh, that's yeah. one of my goals. One of these days is to be able to actually take him on a moose hunt and I just want to go. Yeah. I, I don't I don't need to shoot one, but I can uh, see your dad yeah. killing a moose. I can yeah, see I could do. I could totally. Yeah. I, Totally see that. Yeah, totally. out in raft and then rafting it down the river. Yeah, I can see that. It's yeah. been talked about. That is that kind of, <laughs> it's been. It's definitely been mulled over a couple times. That's cool. for sure. But man, they're not. They don't give that. They don't give that hunt away. No, no, 
no and and in order to do it you know you could do it if you get a resident up there that you know but you got to trust yeah. somebody man because <laughs> see yeah you die. everybody oh man <laughs> and people come out of the woodwork as far as hey I'm, i want to you yeah. know do this you never know who to trust you right. know you know what I mean. right you know what I mean. right so, yeah, yeah but well cool but it'll happen it'll happen well, I've kept you on here so long. I probably should let you get going. <laughs> I uh, the problem is, is I could sit here and talk all night. You yeah, know? especially no, especially catching up. We haven't we haven't been able to catch up here lately. It's just no, with everything going never, on, it's it's kind of messed us up. But we never did our fly trip, our no, fly fishing trip. No, we never, yeah, didn't so. shoot any carp. Uh, well, yeah, we never, yeah, yeah, and uh, and I didn't come over and catch any crabs, which I need to do one of these days. That's something I got to oh. do. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, let's. Um, we're definitely uh, this year. I, I will say, I, you know, put it out there to you and and your listeners as well. As far as you know, we're going to be doing a lot of waterfowl stuff this year. Right on. You are the you are the king at that. So <laughs> nah. I will. We will definitely be um, uh, headed to your neck of the woods to do some collaborative yeah. waterfowl stuff. If that's cool with you. Oh yeah, no, any day, any day. I. Yeah, um, yeah Cody. Cody. I found a spot, and I think Cody probably saw that spot, and he's probably aching to get back too. So it's a lot of cool. fun. If we could get a whole group of guys out there, it'd be a kick. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally, totally agree. Um, we're actually going to be doing. I'll be in more contact with you about this, and I don't right. know if it's a podcast topic or not. But there is a Veterans Weekend. Actually, I don't know if you've heard anything about this. Yes, saw it. Okay. Yeah, okay. saw it this year. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So I, I'm definitely going to be active in that and everything. Right and then, uh, uh, yeah. Might, might ask for some help or something sure. like that. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to let you get going. I know you're probably spending some time with the family and getting ready to go elk hunting. So I, I don't want to keep you away. I appreciate that, man. I really, really do appreciate the time that we got yep. to talk and, and, uh, let's definitely stay in touch. Brother. Right, right on. Uh, tell, tell Wyatt, uh, hi for me too. Would you? I will. I will. He's out raising heck. Out, I don't know what. Oh, them boys. <laughs> yeah, him and him and Grandpa were going. I think they're going crabbing this morning. Oh, right on. Crab. Yeah, right so. on. So they're actually doing good on crab right now. So oh. they're trying trying to get as many of those as they yeah. can. Put so. them in the freezer. Hey, as long as they share with me, I'm okay with it. There you go. <laughs> well, he's got to right dad tax. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's what we have kids for mowing the lawn and bringing home crab. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks a bunch, Trent. I'll, uh, I'm going to get off of here and let you get going. So I sure appreciate it and good luck for you guys. I'll be praying for you guys all season long. And, uh, I know you guys are just going to go out there and have, you're going to put, put down some amazing stuff that we want to watch. I hope so. I hope so. And Ed, thank you. Thank you so much, man. And everybody listening to uh, good luck this year. Like, uh, like, like Nate was saying, it's a crazy year. It has yeah. been a crazy year. So just be safe out yeah. there and, uh, and have the time of your life. Yep. We need this. <laughs> yes, we do. Yep. Yes, we do. All right. We'll, we'll, yeah, we do. we'll talk to you later. Thanks brother. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Bearboat Hunters Podcast. Hey, if you like what you heard, please give us a rating down below. We like the five stars. And uh, follow us also on Instagram under Bearboat Hunters. Go to our YouTube account, Bearboat Hunter at YouTube under the Life Outdoors heading. So that's uh, Bearboat Hunters YouTube under the Life Outdoors. Also, go in, join Bearboat Hunter Group on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.